welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Joshua Beck and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Joshua Beck. Well, thank you very much, and welcome to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host, Dr. Joshua Beck, is here. You find him at the WellMed Clinic in San Antonio at Loop 410 in Centerview. He is board certified in family practice, and we have a good time every week talking about neat topics. We do. We have quite a quite an array, and I think today's topic is going to be a good one, especially for this time of year. Well, it's one that I know you recommend to every one of your patients, flu and pneumonia vaccines. We do, yeah, and we have that discussion uh, every time I see them, depending on whether they've had the, you know, their vaccinations or not. So let's welcome to our WellMed Radio Hotline, Dr. Rajesh Shah. He is based in Florida at North Florida Avenue with WellMed. He went to JJM Medical School in India, completed his residency at Catholic Medical Centers in Flushing, New York, and got to Florida as quickly as he could, I assume. Dr. Shaw is the medical director at Brighton Gardens of Tampa in Tampa, Florida, and he's been in practice for uh, some 25 years. Dr. Shaw, welcome aboard WellMed Radio. Thank you, sir. So I'm right. You left Flushing as soon as you could to go to Florida, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you got tired yeah. of the. You got tired of winter. Right, I lived in Ohio and then New York and now in Florida. So definitely, I got tired of winter and you know. So the, my my eyes are on south, southeast or southwest. I landed in southeast, you know. Yep. Well, that's cool. Away the snow, yep. huh? Yeah, away <laughs> from the snow. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so as you think about this time of year, I was asking you off the air whether at your clinic. Uh, you are already seeing folks diagnosed with the flu. Yes, definitely. And uh, we have given uh, quite a few hundreds of shots already to the patients, and we're expecting more to be given. And, and why, why uh, should someone get a flu shot? Well, you know, uh, the, with the flu season right now, we have in the United States, we have about 25 to 50 to 60,000 people die due to flu. Mortality is highest in the infant and elderly persons because the immune system is down. And um, so something preventable disease, this is very, very preventable uh, disease. And um, so I do encourage most of the people, all my patients' population, encourage them to get a flu shot, uh, you know, and... Um, Basically, also, when they get a flu symptoms, they get a very severely sick with a high fever and sore throat, myalgia. And there's a lot of uh, working days, too, when the young people get sick, you know, with the flu. So there's a, you know, I mean, uh, uh, it makes you very weak and fatigued for a few days. And um, so it's very, very preventable with the simple uh, flu vaccinations, you know. Now, we know that uh, uh, in some ways it's a roulette wheel that the uh, Center for Disease Control picks what they think is the best combination of flu vaccines for a given year. Uh, and and uh, sometimes they're, they're off and more people get the flu than ordinarily would. 
Uh, how are we doing so far this year, or is it too early to tell? Uh, I think uh, maybe it's too early to say that, but, you know, I think so far doing well, doing okay. We are doing okay so far. Yeah, but I, maybe the most uh, focus is does pick up in November, December, too. It goes in January, February, too. Yeah, we've seen more flu in Bear County, which is the county that we reside in here in San Antonio uh-huh. and uh, in, in the city of San Antonio. And so there's been an increase. Uh, but what I always tell my patients with the flu shot, you know, is, uh, you know, basically, you know, what do you want? Do you want zero protection or do you want some protection? We don't know how effective the vaccine is going to be yet until later in the flu season. Uh, hopefully it's, you know, more effective, but some protection is better than no protection at all. So, you know, if you have to pick between no protection and some protection, it's probably better to get the flu shot. And then the other the other selling point, too, is to always tell them that you're not going to get the flu from the flu shot. Many patients will say, well, you know, I had the flu shot and I got the flu from it. And you have to tell them that, you know, that that's not the case. You know, you can get flu-like symptoms, but it's very, very different from actually getting the flu, which increases the risk of death, especially in those that are sick, elderly, or the very young. Now, what you give is not a live virus. It's not a live virus. It's an inactivated virus. There is a, uh, uh, a live uh, nasal uh, mist, I guess. Uh, I don't know if that's actually something that's, that's uh, out this uh, season, but we, we uh, at WellMed don't, don't op- you know, offer that. We offer the inactivated virus. As you think about uh, companion vaccines, and uh, in, in your case, Dr. Shah, uh, mm-hmm. I know that pneumonia is another one that, especially for uh, adults 60 and over, you really need to get uh, the pneumonia vaccine. And, and are there two now, two different pneumonia vaccines? Yes, they were 13 and 21, you know, um, different types. There are two types, yeah. And so you need both. Well, the CDC guidelines say that, you know, if you haven't had the old one, which is the pneumovax, that you should get the uh, new one, which is Prevnar, which is the 23 conjugated vaccine. And then a year later, you'll get the uh, the older one as a booster. But for those that have already had the old one, assuming you meet the criteria for the age and such, then you would get the new one as a booster. Now, but, do we know how they long recommend they're... Both. How long are they effective? Well, you know, they're supposed to be effective for life. Uh, after you get it, for example, the Prevnar, which is the, the new one, the 23-valent uh, conjugated vaccine, that one you're supposed to get once and that's it. It's supposed to be a lifelong thing. Uh, but, you know, we know that in many cases it's not. And maybe those, you know, uh, not FDA approved, I don't think. You know, some, some uh, people that are really, really at high risk, and maybe not in primary care, but in specialists, you know, like uh, pulmonologists, you know, those that have advanced COPD, sometimes they will, you know, uh, revaccinate every five years, depending on how how uh, how high the risk is for just to be safe for someone to have pneumonia. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. And Dr. Shah, how receptive are your patients uh, to getting these vaccines? And of course, uh, there are others as well. A new one for shingles. Uh, there's been a reoccurrence of. Uh, measles across this country, all kinds of issues. What are your patients saying to you? Yes, what happens? Sometimes the patient keeps on asking me about uh, the why we have to keep on taking flu shots every year. So I do explain them that flu virus is very smart. They keep on changing the 
uh, we call it anti, uh, we call they keep on changing the antigen dip we call it they keep on changing the antigen every year and that's the reason we have to make a flu vaccine every year new one and when there is a antigen except it's called then it becomes a pandemic a flu um so other uh, other area like measles is coming back so we need to be you know that's more uh, it was a more measles was the problem more for the childhood issues but now it's coming back in adult too so we do we do encourage but uh, most important vaccination i will suggest them flu and pneumonia vaccine is a must first especially people who are immunocompromised like diabetes with the patients with the cancer and immunocompromised host we call it you know those are two most important vaccinations they must take it single vaccination they can take it but it's not completely 50 to 60% protection is not too much of protections uh and measles vaccine can be taken uh but you know i you are you are antitrust toxoy has to be taken every 10 years yeah no one can remember uh when they were last vaccinated for tetanus that's the yeah. question if you if you go to the er you go to your pcp and you you know you've had a cut the old rusty nail and they say when was your last tetanus shot no human being on earth knows that yeah and actually you know they say that that's my Yeah. My guess. Yeah, and if you yeah. haven't had one it doesn't hurt to get another one because actually yeah. the guidelines say that if if you had a tetanus, uh just a plain tetanus and you're around kids, you know, and pertussis is of concern, which is um whooping uh, cough. a whooping cough or an upper respiratory infection that you can get, uh they actually recommend going ahead and getting a uh a tetanus with pertussis vaccine. uh even if it's been within 10 years it doesn't matter now i want to come back to something that dr shah said because i recently had the new shingles shot hard to say that quickly shingles shot uh, and and they tell me that uh the protection is much greater than the old shot that right yeah it's supposed to, supposedly uh close nobody can say 100% but it's supposedly in the 90 90 something percent compared for the new one for the shingrix compared to the uh Uh, Zostabax, which is the old one, yep. which was like a flip of a coin, you know whether you were going to get protected or not. <laughs> uh, and so uh, now the Shendrix is two shots, two shots, and uh, you know I don't know what the time is in between. I think it's a month, but I'm not sure. But it's a two part, two part vaccine. So you know it's like anything. You know you your patients can you know not get it and get shingles or they can get it and get protected it's just whether they want to have the risk or not i got it i don't want shingles yeah and for those that know somebody that hasn't that's usually a good selling point you know to get them to get the shot and get vaccinated and, and uh, dr shaw what's been your response among patients uh for that shingles shot single shot uh, uh i had a patient who had a shingles a single shot and they did have some singles development after a couple of weeks down the road but that was the old sort so new sorts might be more more protective for sure and um i think uh, uh if a patient has a medical condition which dictates that they are high risk for a singles i definitely recommend that i recommend them like somebody with a diabetes somebody with rheumatoid arthritis somebody with cancer they definitely should go for it because they're high risk or or also, if, yeah or if they've had it 
if yeah. they've had oh, shingles because yeah. they can get the shot even if you've had shingles. Oh, you can. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants shingles. Yeah. And those that yeah. have had it know that they don't want it again. Well, I had chicken pox as a kid. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have chicken pox and get the shingles vaccine. You can still right. get the vaccine. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Stay with me. We're going to come right back on WellMed Radio talking on our WellMed Radio hotline with Dr. Varjeet Shaw. He is a physician, went to JJM Medical School in India, and his practice is at North Florida Avenue with WellMed. Dr. Joshua Beck, our co-host, is here. I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you for listening to us on 930 AM, The Answer. At WellMed, we care about you. It shows in the way we take the time to get to know you, your history, your health goals, and everything that makes you, you. We'll help you feel your best through proven industry-leading care and advanced technology. We always strive to give you our full attention and deepest respect. Medicare annual enrollment period is October 15th through December 7th. Pick a plan that gives you access to WellMed doctors. Visit WellMedFindADoctor.com or call 844-439-7517. Thank you so much for listening to us right here on 930 AM, The Answer. You're listening to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron with our co-host, Dr. Joshua Beck. And I just learned something talking off the air with Dr. Beck, our special guest on our WellMed Radio hotline, Dr. Barish Shaw, I'm sure knows this. Dr. Beck, you're telling me that there is a new uh, medication you can take if Within 24 hours, you've been diagnosed with flu. Uh, I was thinking Tamiflu, but there's a new one you said. Well, it's within 48 hours. Both of them are effective within 48 hours, but the new one is Zofluza. So it's a one-time dose uh, as opposed to Tamiflu, which is a five-day dose that you take twice a day for five days. And so the only thing I was mentioning is that Zofluza... It depends on whether your insurance uh, covers it because it is a newer medicine, and as most new medicines go, they're very expensive. And so oftentimes, you know, uh, they won't cover it unless there's a reason you can't take the lesser expensive Tamiflu. Well, Tamiflu is expensive also. Uh, it depends on your plan. I mean, uh, they I, Tamiflu is in, uh, generic now, and so, you know, it costs 10 bucks. you know, through my health plan, but... Somebody else's health plan may be different. So. And Zofluza, is that yeah. it? Zofluza. And Dr. Shah, I'm pretty Dr. sure. Dr. Shah, do you give that f- down there? Familiar with it as well? Yeah, I, most of the time I use Tamiflu because it's been there for in the market for a while. That's my most of my experience with right. Tamiflu. Yeah, and, so and it how really does it, depends. What does it do, Dr. Beck? How does Tamiflu knock the flu out? Uh, it's just an antiviral, so it's supposed to help prevent the virus from reproducing, and so that way your immune system can kind of overtake the virus and knock it out. Gives you more time. Mm-hmm. And so it, uh, you know, maybe shortens the duration as well of the symptoms and the severity, uh, but so does getting your flu shot, right? You yeah. can still get the flu with the flu shot, but usually it's to a lesser degree. So, Dr. Shaw, we're talking about how uh, to try to prevent the flu with a vaccine, but there are probably other things that we can do to minimize our risk most, of, of getting the most flu. Most important thing is hand washing is very important. And that's, uh, you know, uh, hand washing is I encourage my patients to keep the antibacterial uh, gel in their pocket all the time. So whenever they come across any hand sex or anything, you know, they can use it just to protect themselves as well as, you know, and uh, somebody else, you know. 
But you were saying that to Beck, if you develop symptoms, get to your PCP. Yeah, I would say that if you start showing signs or symptoms of the flu, then you should go in to be seen and you can get tested. Uh, and you don't have to, you know, clinically it can be suspected too. You know, the test is negative and, you, and they have a strong suspicion that it's the flu. Uh, then they can, you know, they, they can treat. And the other part is that if you live in a household, household, excuse me, with other people and you test positive for the flu, then everybody really should be treated. Even those that are asymptomatic should be treated prophylactically so, so that they don't develop symptoms and we don't continue to spread this to other people and such. So if, if you don't have it yet, and someone in the house does, mm-hmm. uh, can Tamiflu prevent you from getting it? Uh, so Tamiflu would be the medication of choice for prophylaxis, and so it can help uh, prevent you from getting it if it started early enough. And that would be for any of the types of flu? Uh, and that would be for any of the types of flu. So mm-hmm. why can they make something like Tamiflu to mm-hmm. knock them all out, but you can't get a vaccine that covers mm-hmm. every flu imaginable? Because as Dr. Shah alluded to, the virus is very smart, and so it uh, replicates and it changes its genetic structure, and so it makes it, you know, harder to to treat it, or I guess to prevent it with the vaccine, because it continues to, the strains continue to change, you know, and there's so many different strains that you don't know which are going to be the ones that are more prevalent, so you have to make sure that you choose the right strains that are more prevalent, um, but uh also, you know, the medication, you know, works to help treat the flu, but you also don't want to treat, you know, people who don't have the flu or you don't suspect that they have the flu because obviously you don't, you know, the only medications that we have right now for the flu are Zofluza and Tamiflu. Uh, and so you don't want to uh, build up resistance to those also. So it's, it's about being judicious. Which is what we've done with antibiotics. Exactly. And so uh, the best thing to do is to prevent uh, the flu, uh, you know, to begin with. And for those that have it, to kind of help prevent spreading it to others, you know, washing their hands like Dr. Shaw said, uh, you know, and uh, covering their mouth when they cough or talk or maybe preventing themselves from being exposed to other people if they're actively, you know, having the flu and being treated. And they probably should stay away from everybody, you know, not go to work. You know, <laughs> and sit in a room full of, uh, you know, other people that are going to get it. Healthy so, people. Exactly. How is the flu transmitted? Is it both Tr- by hand-to-hand contact? Is it through well, the air as well? Well, it's droplet, you know, so it's any kind of bodily So when you fluid. sneeze and cough. Yeah, so it's any kind of droplet and sneeze and cough, that little mist that just, you know, disintegrates into the air and spreads. That just has, you know, tons of the virus. You've launched the flu. Yes, like a cloud, you know. So. And how... Quickly, will someone develop it if they've been exposed? Uh, it really just depends on uh, how healthy or unhealthy they are, what medications there are, if they're immunocompromised or not immunocompromised, but usually a few days. And for those who do not have a flu shot, <clears throat> then, uh, who develop a flu, I believe I read somewhere that they're actually contagious before they know they have the flu. A couple days, two or three days before the two or three days after. Wow. So there's nothing uh, you can really do to prevent spread of the flu if you don't know you have it. Other than doing what Dr. Shah recommended by washing your hands and covering your mouth. (laughs) Now what about wearing masks? Yeah. Should you wear a mask? That can be helpful to a certain extent if you're sick with, you know, that can be helpful. Because I know in 
Go ahead. I'm the sorry. Challenge is uh, people do not have symptoms and their infection is already when they're having a flu. So that's very challenging. Yeah. Prevent, you know. I know that with WellMed, you know, the employees at WellMed and those pr- providers that uh, that opt to not get the flu shot. Um, why would they do that? I don't know. Um, you know, I I wouldn't know why they don't do that. Maybe they had a bad reaction to it. I don't. I'm not really sure. Um, you would think that you know, especially working in the health field, that you would exactly. Uh, but they have to wear a mask throughout the flu season. Yes. They have to wear oh, a yeah. mask in the clinic. In the clinic, yes. and that is because of exactly what we just said. That you know, you may be asymptomatic for two or three days before you show signs right. of symptoms, and you may have already expect you know, you know, uh, s- you know, spread the virus to you know. 10, 20 people per day <laughs> that you saw, you know, as patients or as, you know, if you're a medical assistant or a clinic administrator or whatever. And so it's a matter of preventing the spread so that more people don't get it, right? Because you make contact with one person and spread it to that person who makes contact with five right. others and those come in contact with five others. And that's how we, we get into um, wide, widespread flu. So. Well, when you're on an airplane, for example, the air is all self-contained. Mm-hmm. Somebody coughs, air system picks it up. You're mm-hmm. spreading flu if you have the flu. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's very yeah. easy. Air travel is a that's probably easy. one of the easier places to get it <laughs> on an airplane. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. ca- a can full of people. You know, one person sick, they're all going to get it. <laughs> wow. So now, what other diseases uh, and pneumonia comes to mind? But <clears throat> are there others that? through hand washing, I guess colds are, are another uh, way in which we can reduce the spread of a cold. Dr. Shaw? Yes, yes. So hand washing can be very simple tool to prevent a lot of infectious disease, you know, uh, because virus and bacteria live on the, all the surfaces, you know, whether we touch on the examination table or anywhere, you know, it's, it's a, there is a so they are living on the surfaces of the, even on our skin too. So washing hands can be very, very beneficial uh, to the patient. Even sometimes I, I put the gloves on on top of it when I examine the patient because I just tell them that just to protect you better as well as protect me. And uh, even simple examination, even I'm not doing any internal examination, but still I, I have a habit of putting the gloves uh, just to, you know, just for better protection for the everybody and anybody. You know? Don't don't doctors develop an immunity to everything because you're exposed to everything? Uh, not necessarily. Doctors are human beings too. So when we are immunocompromised due to stress or whatever medical issues we have, we tend to get in trouble too, you know. Dr. Beck? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, yeah, we, we, you know, we, we certainly get exposed to a lot of different things, and maybe we build up some immunity, but, you know, we can still get sick just like everybody else. And I don't want the flu, and I don't think Dr. Shaw wants the flu, so we prefer that people get vaccinated. <laughs> now, are, are, are you yeah. uh, one of those folks, and Dr. Shaw as well, even when you're sick, you come to work because i got to be at work? Um, I, would have, I would have to be uh, pretty sick to not come to work. Uh, and, and yeah, and so you know, if that were the case, and I wouldn't go. So I'd, you're like typhoid Mary; you're spreading <laughs> everything. Well, you know, that's where you wash your hands and you keep your distance, and you know, you try to not uh, talk and breathe on the patient while you're listening to their heart and lungs, right? Because you don't want to spread your, you know, right. your, you know, you're still even as we're speaking, you're still spitting a little bit, you know, and so you don't want to spread that to the patient. 
And but so you, it's just being mindful. But you do come to work when you're not feeling great. Uh, I try, yes, unless unless I unless I can't. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Shaw, you yeah. said the same thing, Dr. Shaw, right? Yes, I try to. Most of the time, I take on only once or twice equally on my own in the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really, I had uh, some diarrhea and I couldn't able to, you know, function very right. weak. So, but most of the time, I've been to work, you know. So, I taken my flu shot yesterday, too. And, uh, one sick day. you know. Yeah, I've only had one sick day over the past year and a half, so. Wow. Yeah, the rest of the stuff was just minor. So you just spread minor stuff. Yeah, you know, just you know, you try to schedule the patients that are you know non-compliant, and you know, you want to get them. St- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. no, if it's minor, you know, Here, we're just you didn't have a flu shot. Let me cough on you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we we uh, you know, our patients depend on us, and they you know you know they've been waiting for their appointments for you know a period of time, and so it would be bad to. To cancel on them unless you really have to. So well, that's a good point. So it's responsibility. Yeah, I think so. And commitment. Yeah. And commitment, exactly. That's- We're flat out of time as I look at the clock. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Dr. Shaw, thank you so much for joining us. We can find you well met at North Florida Avenue. And you have a great day. Thank you, thank Dr. You, Shaw. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, sir. Good to talk to you. Dr. Thank Joshua Beck, our co-host. I'm Ron Aaron. You're listening to Well Met Radio on 930 AM, The Answer. Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio.